0: this is Tiger Woods and welcome to another golf podcast presented by Bridgestone. And welcome to another golf podcast presented by Bridgestone and welcome to the new year. It's 2023. Super excited what the year is going to hold for each and every one of us in the golf industry. Um, I am Adam Rayberg and I'd like to reintroduce you to the super talented co-host Amelia Miliacho.
1: Thank you, Adam. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope everyone had a great holiday. And I sure had a great holiday. We played some golf. It was re- really relaxing after a busy fall season, a lot of work and school and golf to just kind of relax. I loved not setting an alarm in the morning. It was fantastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, but a specific highlight that happened on the first day, January 1st, first day of the year, I was playing golf with my mom, and she made an ace just straight out of the gate, made her six hole in one on the first day of the year.
0: <laughs> oh, six. You had to throw in the six, too. Jeez, six hole in ones.
1: That know, is quite amazing. How
0: many do you have, Amelia?
1: I have three, and it was funny because oh, the first. There. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Halfway there. Don't I'll ever get there. But the first hole in one I made, there's a picture of me holding my ball, and I'm also holding wedges because I thought I was over the green because <laughs> I oh, couldn't see yeah. the ball. <laughs> um, and then the other two I made at McGregor Downs, my home course, and it was during COVID. So I played my home course so many times, it was open. It was the only, <laughs> only thing to do that I guess, you know, at some point, you, you know, you just couldn't make in, a hole in one. But it was the funny because. Statistics
0: cause, are going to happen eventually, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was funny because my mom hit. You know, she's playing the red tee, so I'm standing a little further back, and it looked like she was gonna pull it left and go over the green. But she hits this side hill, and the flag is just sitting below it and it trickles all the way, so it was so cool because it just sort of rolled in like a putt. But that was a very good highlight for myself. But Adam, did you play any golf over over the holiday?
0: (laughs) Well, I played a little bit, um, I hadn't played in a while, so I went and visited some buddies back home. Um, in Cottondale, so I was at my parents' house, and there's a big you know, cotton field <laughs> out there where they just picked cotton a couple weeks ago, and I was just striping irons from the yard, and I hadn't played so long. You know, you get in that mode of like, oh, man, I hadn't played in a long time. You know, there's not the rust. There's not the bad um, motion. You feel kind of good. So I went out with my buddies, play, just striped it on the first tee, birdied the first hole, and boy, was it downhill from there. So um, <laughs> uh didn't really play what I expected. Um The rust really picked up after that first hole. And I mean, I had a great time. I always love to play whether I shoot something low 70s or whatever, or shoot something in the 80s. I, I don't care. I, I enjoy golf, whether I play good or bad. So I had a great time with some friends and, you know, got out and played. But yeah, it was, it was just kind of funny, the roller coaster that golf is of like the first hole, you think you got it all figured out, and then you know the back nine was was not there. But I had an amazing <laughs> time, and it was it was super fun to play. And just just to get out and play around the holidays, we were in Florida, the Panhandle, Florida. So the weather was beautiful. It was in the low seventies, and I left Atlanta, and it was in the low teens <laughs> or mid teens when I left here. So oh wow, it was it was right after Christmas, and kind of left some cold weather and went and played some great golf, and it, it was super fun to get out there and play but let's um let's get right into our guest here um this is what the people are here for not to listen to me talk about my roller coaster of a golf game but our guest and this one is is none other than the smooth fred couple so let's bring him right in and let's get started
1: we're very excited to welcome another former world number 1. This guy has 15 PGA Tour victories, 14 PGA Tour Champions victories and is loved by everyone worldwide. <laughs> especially Fred Couples, especially the swing. Fred Thank Couples, you. welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I feel we have to start with your final round at the SAS Championship with a 60. I mean, that's pretty special.
2: You know, it it's it was an amazing week, I must say. Um, I had all intentions of going there really early. I had Steve Flesh's son catting for me, Griff, who I've known a long time, and Griff is about 23 years old. And so the Dodgers were playing San Diego. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm going to stay home and go to this game. Uh-huh. And so I stayed, and then I got in there Wednesday around, I don't even know, 11 o'clock at night, and then the Pro-Am's the next day. So he sees me once, and we go play, and I double bogey the first hole. And so what I'm getting at is, is that I knew I was playing OK, but I was very rusty. And then I got that round in. I made six birdies. And then the next day on the range, um, I could barely swing warming up, which happens a lot. Uh, and I got it through the round. And then the next day, I woke up, and I have never hit the ball like that in the range. Which some people, like yourself, you're, you don't pay any attention. I was actually paying attention this day. Mm-hmm. And so I went on the course and it just kept going, and then it becomes putting, as, as, yeah. as you know, and yeah. so I missed a couple putts early, and then Jerry Kelly made a few, and then all of a sudden I found myself three back, saying, oh my God, here, you know, here we go, I, I can't compete with these guys, in my mind, You know, walking, and then I started birding holes, and I birdied the last five on the front, and then I made a great par on 10, and then all hell broke loose, and I shot 60 and one for the first time in almost five years.
1: Was there some kind of switch when you were in the beginning telling yourself, man, I'm just not making a putt. And then all of a sudden things started dropping. Was there a switch or just I, kind of? I,
2: honestly, I I hit a really good putt on one and on number two. And so then you keep going and I made a nice par putt on the fourth hole. Jerry Kelly had made his third birdie in four holes, but I made about a five footer and I thought, great. You know, that that was a good stroke. And then the next hole I made a putt and then I kept making them. But you know, I, I, I believe that um, there's a time for everything, golfing, but that was a time where it was it was just burning 12 12 out of 14 holes and not on an easy course really. I mean no. the scores weren't crazy low, yeah. um, but Except it was yours. just where the well <laughs> where the hole got in the way. And yeah. honestly, it 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 finally looked easy and it felt really really easy. It rarely feel like I feel like I'm a good putter. I really do. Do I miss putts? Of course. Do You know, my eyesight's going bad, but that day they all went in. We'll be right back. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen from the
0: flight deck. We've reached a cruise altitude of 33,330 feet and are set for a smooth ride. If you're looking for a smooth sailing golf ball, please
2: feel free to ask about our Tour B Series. The Tour B Series features a reactive IQ cover that allows the golf ball to be faster off the tee while creating more spin around the greens. How does that happen, you ask? Well, it's due to the impact modifiers added to the cover. That's the secret R&D technology. We are now heading directly over the podcast you're listening to in approximately 15 seconds, but we'll be exiting the
0: airspace swiftly. So sit back, keep your seatbelts fastened, enjoy the rest of the pod. Head to BridgestoneGolf.com, find your fit now. Over.
1: Now back to the show.
0: When you when you're making putts like that. What what goes through your mind as far as making putts? Are you
2: reading lines or is it feel or Well for me, you know, I was trying to win my first tournament a long time. Right. Um, and so fun. one of the things Amelia asked was a little bit of uh, I had a chance years ago in Seattle and I shot seventy-six the last round, but I had a five shot lead. Right. Grant Job shot sixty-three, but I still wouldn't have beat him. And I kept telling myself I wanna win, I wanna win one more time. That's really not how you want to do it you want to play and then you want to play well and then when it happens you know you'll get a win so on that day jerry kelly was kind of laughing on about the 13th or 14th hole and he kept tapping me on the butt yeah and so then we got to 17 i burry you know he tapped me on the butt then on 18 he goes i got to do it again because i hopped (laughs) up and i wanted to hit so fast and get this thing yeah yeah yeah. and he says look don't hit without me tapping you on the butt so he did it we, we had a really nice day. The other guy in the group was Yi Yang, mm-hmm. who, oddly enough, going down the 17th hole after we both hit our second shots, he started telling me a story. And I don't know what he said yeah. for, like, 50 yards. <laughs> and I, I feel like he was saying something, but I don't know what he said. But what a cool day. Uh, he, he's a fun guy to be, you know, he hits it so well. And yeah. Jerry is one of our best players. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I felt good about winning. And then going back, you know, a lot of it is, I, I feel like when I get in a groove, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Bridgestone, but I can hit, it's like I was telling Tiger earlier when we were sitting down, you know, do, why do you, you're going to ask, why do you really, because I feel like I can hit every eight iron within a yard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's the way other guys feel and I don't really care, but I know what ball I use and I right. know what clubs I use and that's important to me. So if some other guy says, well, yeah, I can hit my eight iron 152 yards every single time too, then he's got a good ball. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for me... I I don't, someone asked me the other day, have you ever hit another ball and I said, on the driving ranges you Mm -hmm. know I'll go play or you'll go play, who knows what they have on the range. But I've never played a ball besides Bridgestone and really Max Fly in almost 19 or 41 years.
1: Hmm. I can attest to that too when it comes to the yardages. My coaches, that's something they always try to harp on that we know what our numbers are. and. Especially when, ever since I started with with Bridgestone last year playing the RXS, I mean, I do a TrackMan test and okay, one 145. Okay, I know that's a sawed-off eight. Yep. Just get, you can yep. get really specific, and it really increases your confidence when you have a shot that's you know kind of a odd number. It's not a full swing, but you know that. you know, No, you can and hit I it agree on with a you. A lot of
2: people don't hit sawed-off eight irons. Mm-hmm. They're full throttle. Yeah. Yep. And personally. I honestly believe that that's really the best. I mean, I drive it and I hit a three wood and my four wood and the long irons, but when you've got a seven, eight, nine wedge and you're, you're trying to hit a hard draw, you're trying to hit a cut shot, they're all gonna go very close to what you do on the driving range. And people say, you know, I had a driving range seven. Well, what does mm. that mean? That means <laughs> there was no thought. You just hit your seven iron like you do on the range. And if you hit it properly, it should be a relatively good shot. Mm. And again, when we play well, you know, there's not a lot of made up shots. But one of the things I'll tell you about a Bridgestone ball, I, I, I have bad eyes. I didn't even know and maybe you can help me out, like the dimple pattern. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I have to put my best binoculars on to yeah, see yeah. it. And so Tiger tells me all the time, Well dude, there's this little thing inside the yeah. inside the dimple that makes it fly straighter and feel better and I'm like, <laughs> now I get it. That was probably two or three years ago. Yeah, it's that Dual
0: dimple, different aerodynamics, yeah, it keeps it up in the called. air, yeah. reduces spin depreciation and all that kind of stuff like that. Yeah, first ever to shoot your age on the Champions Tour and win, unbelievable, yeah. so that's so awesome before we move on. One thing I want to talk about is some famous PARs that you've made, especially <laughs> um, on 17th Sawgrass. Right. There's two, two. you know, when they say there's multiple ways to skin a cat, you definitely made some unusual PARs <laughs> on 17, right?
2: Yeah. The 17th... Uh... I couldn't tell you what year but um, people don't realize that my caddy and I were not very happy at all. I was 7 over on the 16th hole. Right. I mean I cared, but a lot of time, you know, first round of the TPC and sure. I won it and I'm like, you know, wow, what a just what a bad day and I hit a decent shot and it splashed. And so you can go to the drop and mm-hmm. I said, "Joe, just give me another ball." Yeah. And I yeah. flew it in the hole. We didn't talk the whole way up. You know, be, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he would have done if I was only two over. But weird enough, I you can I went on to finish fourth in the tournament. Oh, wow. The weather got horrible. It's the year David Duval won. Oh, that's right. And you yeah, couldn't yeah. even play the course. Yeah. And so it, it was kind of a blessing that I, I hold it out because I ended up making the cut. But um, I didn't make a great par on 10 at the sass. Yeah. Oh, um, that I, was a great. I turned it over. Uh, you know, there have been some other pars, but I, I birdied every hole. Well, I, I parred 11, too, but I birdied the last seven. And Emilio will tell you, when you're playing, you make a par putt. It keeps, you know, they say it keeps the round going. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know it keeps the round going, but mm-hmm. it really keeps me going. Yeah. You know, because I could have putted it four feet by and missed it. Yeah, yeah, And made double. Yeah. And then now I'm, you know, behind Jerry, and instead it went in, and, you know, a lot of luck involved. But the rest of the 12 holes that I birdied were not a lot of luck. They were very, very good shots and close putts.
1: It's interesting that you say that with PARs because I feel I remember more of my PAR saves than my good birdies. I, I
2: agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. Most, peop- most people don't quite understand what a great bunker shot will do oh, for you or gosh. a shot out of the trees. Or just a really hard hole that you you're in front of the green and you make a six footer for par, you know you say well it's a par whether you're playing 300 yard hole or a 480 yard par four, but it's how you make them and, mm-hmm. I, mean, and I agree with you 100 mm-hmm. percent on that comment.
1: Mm-hmm. One of my favorite video or favorite things to watch about the Sawgrass video is just all the fans going crazy. It's one of my favorite things to, when I'm watching um, <clears throat> LPGA and PGA just how into it the fans get, and that's something I you know love to ask people but. What is it like to play with such a, you know, interested and electric fan base?
2: It's a unique feeling. It's really fun. Um, I've been lucky enough that, I don't know when it all started, but I have had a lot of people rally behind my game and come watch me play. And then once you start to become a really good player, you're always, like when you play, you're always playing with the number one girl from the... You're always playing with the best, so they're always Mm -hmm. attracted to you and then when you play well, you know, it's like I say, when I go play in Japan or Australia or Europe, they're really only seeing you one time in kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so I played really well overseas because I don't want to say I tried harder, but there was just more at stake. If I, if I went and played in Chicago and missed the cut, then I know the next week in New York I could go play well, and so people will still pay attention to what you're doing. But for me, um, and I say it all the time, it's why I really like the Champions Tour too, is we don't have huge crowds, but every Friday when I'm playing, I'm either going to get Davis Love, or Steve Stricker, mm-hmm, or Jerry. Yeah. I'm going to get guys that the competed best. with my whole life, and they're the best players, and you go by score. But they're always going to be playing in front of people, and I think it's it's. It's hard not to play in front of people when you're mm-hmm. used to it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We touched on it um, about you and Tiger, but tell us what that relationship has kind of meant for- for you? Like, is, is it like a peer relationship or how does that kind of work between you and Tiger and what does it mean to you?
2: Well, you know what it is, it's, it's more of, uh, I mean, when I say, I mean, I love the guy. He's, he's my all-time favorite person. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very kind to me. Uh, when I ask him, text, you know, he will reply. Sometimes I've kind of pushed the limit, like one time I told him I thought he should play in Tampa. He'd love mm-hmm. the course. And he said, basically, don't, you know, you don't need to tell me where to play. <laughs> and I'm like, you got All it, right. baby. You got it. Now I've learned. So, but, but that's the honesty part. And then while we were at lunch, I asked him. I said, you know, Tiger, I'm going to ask you. Is Do many people call you up and want to spend time with you? You know, because I enjoy the time. And sometimes I ask him a question. And it might be never like Stinger 2-iron, but just, you know, like we laugh at, players struggle hitting a 9-iron 139 yards when they t- want to take a gap wedge or a wedge and just hit it rock as hard as they can. Oh, yeah. Football and I, and I yeah, all time. And, and Yeah, and again, yeah. they're the best players, so I get mm-hmm. it. But Tiger Woods will completely show you how to play golf. Mm-hmm. And even as I got older and older older, you know, I was around him a lot, whether it was a captain. Um, and it is true. You know, I put him in spots where he won the clinching point mm-hmm. for three straight President's Cups, which unless you're, it's kind of a really cool feeling, you know, because the thing is really over and you're hugging Tiger and everyone's going crazy and you happen to say, wow, I put you in the right position to win and get the clinching point. But I think people will see the side that I've seen for 20 years now because he, hopefully he can still play. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like he's going to play a lot, Mm -hmm. but he can still golf and he's still Tiger Woods. But I've seen it how friendly and how nice he is. Some people ask, you know, what's he really like? And, you know, I'm around here today saying, mm-hmm. geez, I, I wish Tiger could go first so he could get home. Mm-hmm. You know, he lives down the street. Uh, we should take more care of him because he's the best player to ever play. And he's using Bridgestone and I'll go last. That's how I feel. And he mm-hmm. comes here and he's he's just so happy and he's got a lot on his mind. You know, yeah, this the leg of his, he still wants mm-hmm. to play. Uh, but I think we're gonna see a lot of things from him golf-wise. That we may not have known 10 years ago. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he talked about hitting all the shots. He's a real uh, range. Ranger Rick is what he said. He's hitting all yeah. the shots on the range. And he said his game is really good. And he yeah. feels real strong. He's at a good weight. Yeah. yeah he looks really great. No, <laughs> great. I
2: will say there's nothing like watching him hit golf balls. I, I believe you. It's, it's yes. you can just stop the sound. I mean, there's a, listen, Jason Day was here. Yeah, I've always thought Jason, he's slowed down a little bit, but he's still Jason yeah. Day. Justin Thomas is is a great ball striker. Patrick Cantlay I Mm -hmm. see all the time. Uh, There's just the sound of the ball. I've yet to figure it out. I don't know if it's the contact he makes where the ball stays. Because I'm telling you, if you watch him play, every shot goes a certain distance. Mm -hmm. From a four iron to a sand wedge. I don't think anyone does that and that's why he's been the best player forever
0: it's it's certainly a beautiful sound I look forward to uh, prototype testing with him just because it's it's a day. yeah it's, it's, it's so a tree it's a treat. Yeah. I'll stand there with TrackMan on my iPad and <laughs> I'll just like forget that stuff is coming through and I'm like oh we gotta, I gotta oh wait I have a job hurt. to do <laughs> yeah and the weirdest yeah.
2: thing is he'll yeah. tell you 162 I mean, oh he, yeah he already knows how mm. far they're going absolutely you know I have a feel for it yeah again most players do that, that anyone who's played golf that's 30 years old and top 20 in the world. They all know, but Tiger knows everything that's going on.
0: hmm Absolutely. What are you watching now? If I remember correctly, you were a big <laughs> Ozark guy last time. We Ozark were in... ended.
2: We started yep. to watch Stranger Things, which oh. ended. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So good. Um, the Crown, which I'm oh, learning a lot. So good. You, you know, know
1: I, I didn't find The Crown as interesting. Downton Abbey is my show. I
2: love Downton. Suzanne down. loves okay. it. Yeah, yes. no, she loves yes. it. Um, we go through some real fast ones. Okay, now yeah. you put me on the spot. Uh, Yellowstone. Well, she loves Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watch it with her, but I can fall asleep or <laughs> okay. go I'm, go get I'm a bowl of ice cream. You do. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I come back and it's the same thing. You know, they're going at it and they're trying to get land, but it is fun. And yeah. Kevin Costner. I think is phenomenal he, I, I love him because he's a golfer um and he's a great actor but that's a great show but you know i'm on i mean, we watch a lot and we'll watch him in a day you know we'll mm-hmm. just sit especially just through covid him. like everyone but yeah. um yeah she loves downtown abbey she likes um with all the haircuts the, the uh, english and i always all the kids are getting the shaved off hair and i always laugh at her. i'm like you watching that again because i've never seen a minute yeah and i can't think of the show but it's everyone loves it's
1: it it's not bridgerton is it
2: no, it's no. not Bridgerton. Okay. We've seen that. That's pretty good. This is—it's uh, not Peekaboo. It's uh,
0: Peaky Blinders.
2: Peaky uh, Blinders. Yeah, yeah, I Peaky great Blinders because all yeah. I know <laughs> <laughs> is by their
0: haircut. How, how cool are they? Yeah, they they're are very cool. So cool, cool. Yes, yeah. Absolutely, so, it's a great show.
2: I've watched Amelia a little bit on the golf doing it. She's yeah. very, very, you know, people. Isn't she great? It's yes. not easy. Yeah. And when people come up and they've just done playing, you got to ask them questions. You, you're very good at, and I enjoy that. People, I look at things <laughs> way. I go to a basketball game. Yeah. And I'll watch. Doesn't have to be Steph Curry, but I'll watch Clay Thompson. What he does without the right, ball, yeah, yeah. you know, and you'll miss shots. But some of these guys are running nonstop. You know, my favorites are obviously Nadal. I've and Tiger. We've yeah, always mm-hmm. loved Nadal. But uh, you know, I'm a big sports guy and love watching it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, and, and as an athlete, especially you, you watch sports at a whole different perspective because mm-hmm. you may not have you know played a football game or the Super Bowl, but you can put yourself in a mindset of being in a pressure situation and having to execute and realizing when there's 3 minutes to go in the fourth quarter and and you make a touchdown and get the lead you you kind of you know what that clinching feeling feels like and how hard yeah. it is to do that Oh yeah.
2: And then you got to stop them in the last 3 minutes yeah. from scoring to go ahead of you but yeah, I th- I think one of the most again, I only speak for golf. I feel like when you win a tournament, it's got to be the greatest accomplishment. You know yeah. that that's out there. I mean, you win, you win other things. You win a Super Bowl. That's a whole long year. and You yeah. keep winning, and you win in the playoffs. But I don't know how many golf tournaments there are, but it's, they're not all Tiger Woods winning and yeah. Jim Furyk and mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Cantlay and Shapley and yeah, Tony. Beat 140, 120 yeah, guys. But it's yeah. not just and, one and a team. And there's just something about it. I mm-hmm. don't know. I enjoy watching it. I'm I'm mesmerized by it. I do watch a lot of other sports, but I don't. You know, I'm not going to watch. 48 minutes of a basketball game because it's yeah, I, yeah. it just it's grueling but golf I'll sit on there because I, I usually have buddies yeah you know and they're trying to battle it out win a tournament and when it doesn't happen I kind of get depressed for a minute mm-hmm. but then I'm happy for the other guy who won <laughs> yeah, sure, so sure. It's, it's it's all for me it's entertainment mm-hmm. and at 63 you know someday I don't know maybe I'll go to a handful of golf tournaments and watch because mm-hmm. I love the way they play mm-hmm.
0: Well, we're looking forward to much more play from you. Thank you for stopping in Thank and talking guys. with us. It was fun. We could talk with you for a long time, and we appreciate the day. All right.
2: Thank Go you, Bridgestone. Go you. Bridgestone. Thank you, Millie. Thank you, man. Thanks, Thanks, Fred.
1: Fred. That was so much fun talking to Fred. He is just. Such a wonderful man. It was the first time I ever met him in person, and he was so kind, just complimenting me. And he said, "Yeah, I've seen you do some work on the Golf Channel, and you've been great." <laughs> I mean, just saying stuff that he didn't have to. He didn't have to say that, and I feel we could have talked to him for an hour. But I mean, it, it was just a pleasure to to speak with him and really had a just genuine conversation. And I feel everyone can kind of agree. But I, I think my favorite part was just. Hearing him break down his sixty, I mean, oh man, people—it's so rare that someone shoots that low, and uh, to hear to hear him talk through that was pretty incredible. Adam, you you and you watched the the tournament live, right?
0: Oh yeah, it was. You know, when Fred gets on those runs and he just starts—I mean, he's always always been a great ball striker of the ball. We know that that swing is just undeniably beautiful, smooth. We all want to mimic that long syrupy backswing, but it's so tough to do. And he he makes it look so easy. But that day, him playing was just beautiful to watch because he just rattled off birdies. He went in these, he went down these two birdie runs, and he he birdied what do you say, fourteen of the last sixteen holes. I mean, yeah, that's pretty, yeah. daggum amazing to think about. And he made every putt that he rolled. And you know, in the pot, it was so interesting hearing him say they, he's a great putter. He feels like he's a great putter. And he is, you know, people get so used to everybody making everything on TV when they're jumping back and forth. And Fred has always been a great putter. Obviously he's had some short ones that he's missed. We've all missed short ones, but that 60, just rolling those putts. I would love to see some stats of how many uh, feet of putts he made, but I mean, he made everything and it was just so fun to watch. We were all texting each other in the office and you know, we were just enjoying him playing so well. And and like he said, it's been, you know, close to five years since he's won on the champions tour. And he's I mean, he's got a boatload of seconds, thirds for us on down the line. So he's been right there a lot and to see him close out in such a dominating fashion was was really fun to watch. And then, you know, obviously hearing Tiger on the podcast the first one that we launched a few weeks ago talking about him and Joe LaCava texting each other and kind of giving each other about how fun it was to watch and even other PGA Tour players you know texting you know texting them about how cool it was to see him do that it's it just it's so cool seeing Tiger enjoy watching his friend Fred Couples play so well
1: yeah, I remember Tiger said he texted JT, and then JT's like, yeah, it was some football game that JT yeah. was watching. And Tiger's like, no, 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 Fred, he's he's leading. But it was so cool, too, because you could – Fred expressed this, but you could just see it in, in his expressions and emotion how much that win meant to him and how he – had doubts about whether he could win again or compete with these guys and and still be in that winning circle even though he's played well, had good finishes, but it just shows how one how hard it is even as a yeah. former number 1 in the world, how hard it is to win golf tournaments uh, and how much it means for players when they do because because of how difficult it is. But going back to some of the Incredible putts that Fred made. He also talked about how important his par saves were. I mean, oh, I yeah. watched some of the highlights, and he made this 30 footer on 10 off the green for par. Kind of didn't, you know, hit it. Had a bad tee shot, and and ended up, you know, off the green. Uh, made that for par, and then on 11, didn't hit a great iron shot, but chipped it from the rough to half a foot. And we talked about how, you know, those. Saves while they're it's a par on the scorecard, they almost feel like birdies.
0: Yeah, and just in the podcast, he talks about those par saves more than he talks about all the birdies. You know, he got yeah. very specific about the putt, and you know, I kind of tugged it, you know, into the green, and I pushed it on eleven. And he talks about those par saves more than making all the birdies. You know, it could have been easy to talk about stepping up to eighteen with a 3 or four-shot lead, whatever he had. I can't even remember now. And he just striped a little draw to that back-left pin. Boom, made another birdie. But, you know, the the par putts are the ones that felt like kept him going. And he talked about Jerry Kelly had just made a couple birdies and mm-hmm. kind of starting to pull away. And that par putt gave him the jolt he needed to kind of hang in there. And then, obviously, he makes seven birdies in a row and wins decidingly. So, um, yeah, the par putts, the par saves are always the one that kind of – always ring true, and they could definitely be a, a round starter.
1: Yeah, and now that we've talked to Tiger, now we've talked to Fred, and we've yep. heard from both of them individually about their relationship with each other, but it's pretty cool. I mean, I think this is one of the few ever friendships. They're both, they've both been number one in the world. They're both friends and mentors to each other, and Adam, you've seen them together more than I have. I've just seen them once in person and them interacting. But what's it been like to be around them, the two of them, since you've been with Bridgestone and been working with them?
0: Well, they're they're hilarious because they they find each other. They're like at a school down the hall and all of a sudden they're right there next to each other and they're talking and they're they're having a laugh and they're kind of bumping each other and shoving each other. And they just have a way to gravitate towards each other. And then obviously all the other players kind of move over. But Fred's kind of the one that everybody gravitates to as well. Like Tiger will just, boom, he'll be gone. He'll be over there by Fred. And, you know, we kind of almost have to separate them like in school with their desk and be like, hey, guys, (laughs) we we need you to do a little work over here, you know, like you can talk after class. And but I mean, they're great at the shoots. They're such I mean, they're the professionals of all professionals Anything we need, they're so awesome at the shoots. When we have the have them at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year, they're just so funny because they just they they lock eyes and then they're just talking the whole time. So anytime we do something with them together, it's amazing. We did a a really funny sketch to where Fred and Tiger were together and both of their eyes just kind of light up and they kind of give it to each other, you know, to be funny when they're there with each other. So it's always good when we do a sketch or a commercial and they're on set together because we get a little extra from Tiger and we get a little extra from Fred because they're they're just having a good time and it's it's so fun to be around and see them just being like boys.
1: Have you ever ball tested them at the same time together?
0: Uh, no, haven't had the opportunity to get both of them together. Mm. Um, that would definitely be a, a huge bucket list thing to have them kind of do it at the same time, but we've ball tested them separately. And, and what's, what's funny is they're – though they're very similar in a lot of things, they would be very different ball testing. You know, Tiger is a a super numbers guy and knows everything. And he he knows the trackman numbers and knows what the spin should be and and all that stuff, attack, angle, spin. And then Fred is just I mean, you heard him talk about the distance. That's what really Mm kind of matters for him is. He wants to hit a five iron 195. You know, he's not kind of worried about the spin because he knows the spin will take care of itself if it goes 195. So he's more looking at the flight of the ball, a visual fitter, and then he wants to go down. I mean, he wants to physically walk down to the green and see where they landed. You know, so Fred's kind of an old school fitting, prototype testing. Tiger's kind of the perfect mix of it, looking at flights. You hear him talk about windows all the time. And then he's also kind of calculating those numbers in as well. And he knows what the ball should do, whether he hits it on the toe or the heel. And then the same thing with Fred, if he misses one a little bit, he wants it to be kind of close. That's what he kind of mentioned to earlier in the pod is like, he knows it should go approximately the same distance. So those two are amazing to fit and work with. And I definitely look forward to it every year when, when that comes around.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. I remember Fred saying that he feels he can hit every eight iron within a yard, which it's pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, he's one of the best to ever, you know, play the game. But he's also always, pretty much always played a Bridgestone ball. And he said yeah. because it allows him to dial in his numbers so well. And you talked about, Adam, how, you know, Tiger and Fred, while they're similar other things, also different. And that's kind of how golfers are too, right? That's why there are many different Bridgestone balls because everyone has a different needs to play a different ball or should play a different ball for their game but it may not be that may not be as well known as you know you all have been marketing it to be you know everyone kind of right. plays the same ball but really people have different balls for their game would you kind of attest to that
0: Oh yeah i mean the ball you should play should be based on what fits your game not necessarily because tiger or fred plays it i mean that if you have the same characteristics of a, a fred and tiger if you know, Tiger wants a little more distance or he wants a little bit more spin, you know, Fred wants to flight the ball. If, if you kind of fall in the same category, then yeah, you could play the same ball as Fred and Tiger, but you know, really go for the ball that fits you and what's best for you. Don't, don't play a ball just because a tour player plays it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, obviously Fred and Tiger validate Bridgestone golf, you know, they play the balls at the highest level and that makes the balls, you know, performance at the highest level. And so, that's what they do but when you go get fit when you test balls when you test clubs when you test shafts anything you know you make sure it's right for you and that's what they do they don't you know Tiger and Fred you know they may talk a little bit but Fred's not going to play a ball entirely based on what Tiger said and they've had conversations before and Fred said it that Tiger's told him yeah 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 that ball won't fit you you can't play the one I, I play so Tiger understands that It works for him, but that necessarily doesn't mean it works for Fred too. So those guys know that and understand that. And, you know, ideally when we do prototype testing or any sort of ball fitting testing with them, they go into it looking for the right conditions for themselves. And I would say the consumer should totally do that as well. You know, don't base what you choose based on some superstar or player, but um, get fit with the ball that fits you.
1: Yeah, I think it's just such great insight because – while we, we we watch these golfers all the time, we watch them play. They play incredible. They make all these putts, at all these great shots, and we want to. Okay, I can get some of that if I, you know, have that set of clubs or use those balls. <laughs> yeah. When really, maybe we just need to practice a little bit more. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's yeah. also good. Also, unfortunately,
0: you know, Tiger's ball doesn't come with all the shots. Yeah, too, that exactly. You, you gotta exactly. You got to pull those off yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like when you go you go get fitted, and then you go to the course. Man, this you know just didn't wasn't all as good as it was in the fitting or not as good as on the range like well maybe oh, yeah. it had something to do with how much you practice but it, it was so great to talk with Fred and I loved learning a little bit more about the shows that he's watching Peaky Blinders and uh him oh, and his yeah. wife love the crown <laughs> so that that was also great just to Abbey. To that. Oh, Downton he's Abbey he's not a huge
0: Downton Abbey fan but she does I, I love yeah. Downton Abbey that was one of my favorite shows I don't really know why I just thought it was maybe in such a time where we don't get a lot of elegant television, it felt very good to your heart to watch something like that. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Well, there's so, in that show, if you haven't watched it, there's so many storylines. I mean, there's so many different characters oh, because, you know, you have the the main family and then also the uh, the servants and the servants have a great relationship with the main family. There's so many different dynamics going on. I, know. I mean, highly recommend it was incredible, incredible talk to Fred and just incredible kind of break down what he spoke about and what we spoke about with him.
0: Yeah, I might need to go back and watch Downton Abbey again after that conversation. But on to the new year, we've, you know, obviously we're into 2023. So what are some Amelia goals going in this year? Tell us what you're kind of working on and what's some cool things you want to get accomplished this year?
1: Yeah, well, it's my last year of college golf, which is so sad. There's no extra eligibility for me anymore, <laughs> but I'm finishing up my master's degree at Wake Forest University, getting my master's in communication. But yeah, a lot of my goals will be golf-focused this semester, early on this year. I mean, I I won this past summer. I won the North and South Amateur, but I'd love to get in the winner's circle in, in the college sphere again. Um, but the biggest goals are two, one, um, make a run at Anwan two, do everything I can to help my team win the national championship. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, you have the big goal and then the systems to put it in place. So that's practicing every day, being efficient on what I need to work on, but we're number two in the country behind Stanford. Stanford has a great team, really respect coach Walker and really good friends with the players on that team. So, um, it will be interesting to see you know how how well we can do i think we can have a really good run at it um and yeah i'm just excited to enjoy my last semester but adam what are what are your new year's resolutions or new year goals
0: well they won't fall as as cool as anwa and for the listeners out there that's the augusta national women's amateur where she gets to play augusta national that's what she's trying to go to so mine won't be as as elegant and and cool as that but I mean you know mine is like win a couple dog fights in the Friday game maybe some (laughs) Saturday games and stuff like that but I mean I I, you know I don't want to keep my index down in the single digits I'm kind of low single digits now but I'm not playing to that because I had not played very much but um I'd like to keep it down I'd I'd love to get back to a scratch again but I just I don't know if I have enough time with an eight-year-old I play way too much Fortnite and (laughs) 23 tiger woods on playstation with him so i don't know if i get enough practice for that i used to practice in the backyard a little bit but just keeping the index down and and, you know the obvious is i just want to play a little more you know make some time you know when the time changes here in georgia and we can get out in the afternoons and play a Mm. little bit i just just want to play you know hit the ball well you know maybe if i don't score well but just just hit the ball solid i can't stand not to hit it clean I can take not scoring as long as I hit the ball okay but it drives me nuts to hit some skanky shots and then you know you know put in a bad score Mm. but anyway I I don't fall in love with the score anymore so I'm just just trying to play a little bit more golf but I'm super excited we're in January now we have some amazing stuff with Bridgestone coming up very very soon We're going to be at the PGA show just in a few weeks. Um, super excited about that. Get back to the show. We're going to have our national sales meeting kind of around that same time too. And it's going to be one of the first times we're around all the guys again with Bridgestone. So I'm just so pumped about that. Seeing a lot of our guys and connecting with some guys out in the field, really looking forward to that one for real. Just so excited. The PGA show is going to be great. We're going to have a lot of new product that we're going to be launching at the show. Um, some product you might expect, some product you're not gonna expect because it's brand new, never heard of. So we're, we're kind of ready to pop the lid on that here soon. We're gonna have a cool podcast where we bring in some of our Bridgestone team here to kind of talk about that new product, explain it, tell you a little bit about the business of Bridgestone, you know, the, the golf industry. And then obviously, like I just said, some of the new product that we're gonna be launching. So am super excited about that. Um, best of luck going forward into the new year.
1: Thanks for listening. Until next time on another golf podcast presented by Bridgestone.
3: Another golf podcast is presented by Bridgestone's new line of Tour B golf balls with a reactive IQ cover. Reactive IQ is a smart cover technology that reacts to the force of impact. It rebounds quickly on tee shots, delivering explosive velocity and increased distance. And around the green, the Reactive IQ cover stays on the face longer, providing more spin and control. Bridgestone Golf is the pioneer and industry leader in ball fitting, and the four new models of Tour B are designed to ensure every golfer is playing the right ball for their game. The Tour BX and XS models are ideal for players with driver swing speeds over 105 miles per hour and the RX and RXS were created for golfers with driver swing speeds under 105 miles per hour. To find the right ball for your game, go to BridgestoneGolf.com and click Find My Ball to go through the online ball selector guide. Bridgestone Golf, the number one ball fitter in golf.